This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm fabulous now that I'm home and the internet's working. <laughs> okay, very good. And I'm fabulous as well. I've got a, on the background behind me uh, a park in Northbrook, Illinois. It's summertime because that's probably, oh, and a glass of wine. There you go. That's probably where I would be right now. It is close to seven. Yeah, very, very good. Very good. So tell us all what's been happening. How has your week been? It's been, it's, I've realized I've worked a lot, which is great. I love to work. But, but like last night, I like Tuesday night, I was at my office till 9 p.m., which was fabulous. I had tons of clients that day, which I normally do. And then I had an interview and then I had last night, I read a bunch of women, you know, for this um, wine and spirits group. And then today I had a great day with clients as well. And tomorrow I get to see my little girl, Blake, up at Cal Place Love. That's up right so fabulous. And so, and so just tell us a little bit about the wine and spirits uh, crew for those who aren't that familiar or, you know. I kind of, I partnered up basically with um, Uncorked and Uncorked is this wine shop. We have two wine shops, one in Hermosa Beach and one in Manhattan Beach. And I wanted a place where people can go for, to have a glass of wine and to be in an audience, the ones that are a little bit nervous to see me on their own. And it's reasonable. It's $50, get a glass of wine, you get me for two hours. And so I've been doing this for like five years, you know, other than COVID. And it's been great because it forced me because I was so nervous to get to do it, which I realize now it's just because spirit was around me that when they get into my energy field, my heart rate goes up. Now that I know that I calm myself down, I'm fine. But before I thought I was nervous, I'm not nervous anymore, but it forced me to, I wanted to do it as much as I could. And it's a great way to do it. And it's always sold out and it's lots of fun. But last night was a private event. So I've been doing, I've had four private events in two weeks. Wow. Ranging from 12, 10 people to 35, you know, with different groups. And so, and then how does that work? So, I mean, I've seen you uh, at one of these events. But I mean, do people come in and do they drop their question for name and a hat or something like that? Or how does that work? I, I started something different. It was great because I, I did it at Hologen. I might have, I, I was at the Jonathan Club and I was with this venture capitalist group, Hologen, where they actually invest in women-owned companies, which is amazing. Cool. And they asked me if I could read their investor, like get up there and they're like, so how do you want to do it? And I just came up, I'm like, why don't we just have them write their name down and we'll put it in a bowl and then you pick it out. So that way they have, so they're not afraid to say, Hey, this is for me or this is they. Oh, actually, I see. So they don't even know. You don't even know who it is. I have no idea who it is. I have no idea what they're going to ask. I have no idea. who. So I asked, I told her, let them know that they can either ask me any question that they want or ask, you know, invite people from the other side and ask me to talk to them. And so it, made it so much fun for them. We actually brought them on stage because it was a pretty big event. And at the first, there's only five names in there. That was it. <laughs> and I got up there and said, listen, listen, you guys. I mean, I'm having to work, but listen, you guys, I'm not going to talk to you about your boyfriend and your husband at the same time. <laughs> laughing. 
you know, I'm not going to tell you you're going to die because everybody dies. I'm not going to tell you when. I'm like, stop. I'm going to make fun of this as much as I can about me. Like, don't, you know, I'm like, you can ask any question you want about your health. People, that's how I even got um, in, you know, invited. It was because I told someone that they had endometriosis before the doctors knew. And she just could not fathom how I knew that. Yeah. That's great. And, you know, I had a lot of people that asked those questions. So like, yeah, let me know about my health or let me know about this or that. And it was actually a lot of fun. And so that's so back to your question about wine and spirits. I actually have done that now the last three times at my events where everybody puts their name in a hat and then somebody else draws out the name. So for the skeptics out there, there's no way I could have known. And there's no way to know what they're going to ask questions about or what is it that they want to talk to, no matter what people think about psychics going online and trying to research, like I just, yeah, I have no time, zero tolerance. And I don't <laughs> memories everything. And I don't get any of the names. I never get the names of where I only, unless I invited them as a personal, yeah. guest, I don't get the names of whoever's going to be there. And I make that mandatory for all my events. There's only one point person. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's just oh. a different way. It's, you know, it's a different way to, do this work but i'm going to bonaire i'm going to bonaire bonaire the abc's i've been to bonaire yes. i'm going there to go diving with my my dear friends sandy and david and um i went there last year i got certified there and it's oh so yeah that's right i saw the pictures that you that there's no sharks like even the algorithm on my <laughs> still shows me shark videos it's like because I was looking to find places that didn't have sharks. So, it was <laughs> so they come up. Okay. All right. So we yes. don't know where you're going to be in July, but you're not going to be here. That's the key. I'm gone. The whole, I'm going to the Jersey shore in July to, for Fred's family, Oakland city. No oh We're going to have to do our podcast remotely or. Absolutely. You know, eventually we'll just have this thing where I'll think, and then I'll just pretend I'm saying your words, something like that. You know you could do this podcast all by yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody was talking to me today about, uh, you know, people, we get requests. People say, you know, could you invite so-and-so? And I always say, look, you know, Jennifer and I do this podcast to show you how easy it is to access the other side. And you should invite the people you want to talk to and just see what happens. And, yeah. you know, and if they want to invite Luana to help them do that, you know, see what she says. And of Luana, your name has been raised. So let's ask you, is there anybody, Lou, that you want us to talk to today? Um, she said everybody's out to dinner. Everybody's out to dinner because we do it a little bit earlier in the day. That's Hold interesting. On. She's laughing. <laughs> she showed me Prince. Very good. And I know we've talked to Prince, didn't we? This is what I love. I don't remember. It's so well, wonderful. you know, I got to say another one of those things where he stopped by last week briefly okay. and uh, we didn't well, we didn't engage him in any other conversation other than hi, how you doing? So uh, perhaps he wants to continue what he was going to talk about then. No. He brought in. Ah, Tina Turner, and I know she just passed away like a day ago. So I do know that, but I had no, please no, uh, for the people that are listening to the first and last time, <laughs> I can't help what I get shown. So when I looked in and asked him, he's like, I got her. I have her. 
Very good. So let's ask Tina. Yeah, this. He's Go not, ahead. not ready. Well, listen, I, 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 there might be a reason that she's here and I want to explore that. So let's ask yeah, Tina. Is, you know somebody that knows her. Okay. That's well, let's uh, before we and is on the flip side. I feel. Yes, we will walk down this path, and I just want to ask her: Are you prepared to talk to us now, or, or do you want to wait, or do you want to see what we're doing, or what's your idea? She's like, I'll wait and watch, but Prince can talk for. Her. Okay, very good. And the reason I ask that question is because sometimes people do show up right away. And it's a little, you know, we've, of course, you're welcome here, Tina. You're welcome to talk to us at any time. But it might give you a sense of what. With Aretha right now. That's so funny, too. All right. And so Luana has a connection to Tina. And Lou, do you want to tell her show? She was on a stage with her or on a movie set with her. Well, let's ask Lou. Show us, show us something that I can talk about <laughs> so that I can confirm what close friends oh, she, well, she showed me a tie. Okay, hold on. She taught her meditation. And then she's saying, she's showing me that Jimi Hendrix, but there was a, a like, I don't know. Well, let's Jimi. start with one thing at a time. And okay. Jimmy's always a fun person to- uh, Your talk show host. Yeah, our talk show host. But the first sentence is accurate. Of course, it's accurate. Um, and that is that um, meditation and Luana and Tina all go together in the same sentence. And that is because I'm going to ring my bell. <laughs> Let's see if I can ring that bell. There we go. That is because Tina and Luana were both Nichiren Shoshu Buddhists. They both did Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. They both were in the same Gahunts, the same uh, group. They both did the Gahunsen every day, which is, you know, the the prayer that you do. And and they were friends. And now I don't know if, uh, I don't, let's ask Luana, did Tina bring you in or did you bring Tina in to your group? Or did you just meet there? She's like, I couldn't wait to get her. So I couldn't wait. I was there when she crossed over. I know. She goes, you should have seen the room that was filled with love for her, saying, you did it, you did it. Like, scream. I'm like getting teary-eyed. Um, sorry. What a great life. And all the people that she influenced. Everyone. So what was that like for you, Tina, crossing over and seeing old friends? What was that like? Absorbing it. She says, I'm still absorbing it from the people that were here to the people that are over here. She goes, but it's all happening at once. Like, it's a very interesting. Was there, and can you give us a, the first individual that you recognize once you crossed over? Who was that? I want to say James Brown, but I feel like it's Ike. I don't know. It's a lot. I'm seeing one. I don't know who it is. It's a lot. Well, let's ask. Let's ask Luana. Is she talking about Ike or is she talking about James Brown? One and two, right? So one and two. Well, I don't know, two husbands or like. Uh yeah, I think she did. Well, she had a a child with somebody else in Ike's band, and 
and she had a child with Ike, and we know the story about Ike. And without going down this path, because of course people spent so much time being angry at Ike, uh, you know, because he was an abusive guy. Right. She said that was that's wasted energy. That's we wasted have, energy. Very we all, good. We all have a purpose here. We all have a purpose here. I'm sorry to repeat what you're saying, but it's important to hear. It was James Brown. Oh, okay. And what was that like for you? Was that a surprise or? It was an amazing experience. I already knew I was crossing over. I just didn't know the welcoming party that I was getting or that I would be getting. Interesting. I felt torn between both worlds of the love, the love that was she was getting there and the love that she was getting over on the other side. Sure. I don't even know how she passed. No, she was at home and uh, she was with her uh, caretaker. I think they, they may have been married. Um, it was a guy who... They've been, she's been with him for quite some time, um, for the past 16 years. And laughing, she's like, he's much younger. That's correct. He's 16 years younger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she even showed that. That's so funny. I have no idea. No, she... I, I know you don't. So, uh, and is there anything you would like to say to him? Because I know he took care of you quite a bit, uh, Tina. He knows I'll be waiting for him way out in the future. He has a lot of fun to still be had. Oh, that's very good. Um, yeah. And tell us a little bit like your home, because I know you lived in uh, like a chateau near the water. You want to show Jennifer where that was? Give her a sense of where that was? Well, my, I always go to Malibu in my head, and I know it's not it's, – not um it's not malibu so similar lake zurich she was on the shore of lake zurich and in, in switzerland that's and amazing. you wow. know and i know she had moved there because uh was you know she was very successful worldwide but it was just a wonderful place for her to be um, they have great medical facilities there i'm reading that right here as well yeah, because she had a lot of issues so a lot uh, of issues with her it feels like up here a number of different things. I won't even go into them, but because once, so explain, or just really for our audience, I don't know, Luana can explain what we're doing. That we've been doing this, Jennifer and I, for eight years with Luana, past two years on a podcast. And we talk to people as they come over or after they've been there a while. And sometimes they want to check it out and to see what's going on. But mostly we talk about the love between everybody that's in the room. Mm -hmm. as well as helping people back on the planet to realize their loved ones aren't so far away. Right. And so if you could just talk about your experience of, if you look around this room, let's say, and you'll see friends and loved ones, people you've known, uh, is there anyone you want to chat with? Really? Okay, show me again. It was um, the president, um, Kennedy. Okay, very good. And and well, of course, you know they were in the same time frame. And uh, have you had a chance to say hello, or are you just greeting him now? No, we've had a chance to exchange thoughts. Very good. And what's that like? If you can just describe it a little bit to Instant. us. She says the instant. 
Instantaneous. It's what mind melting is. Interesting. Um, and just in terms of uh, of your your Buddhist background, Nam Yoho Renge Kyo, I'm familiar with it. I know that it, I think it means praise to the knowledge in the Lotus Sutra. And it's also the same thing that Tibetans say, Om Mani Padme Hom. And, and so how does that help people on the planet, if you don't mind? It lifts their vibration. If something is chanted, she, thank you. She just showed me like cathedrals in Europe. You know, when you go in, you're like, oh, my goodness, it's so amazing. Well, part of that amazement isn't just the architecture. It's because of everybody that's been in there thinking the same thing or doing the same thing. And so that, uh, let me make sure I'm feeling that right. Hold on. I saw if these walls could sing the other day about uh, Apple Records, and they were talking about the music in that room and how much that still resonates with the artists that come in there. So it's a similar idea. If yeah. these walls could sing. It's the same thing across every indigenous culture and across she's just showing me, you know, the Indians and how they, the way that they dance and the way that they, um, I'm talking about feather. Sorry, not dot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feather. I understand native okay. Americans, but she, and then she's showing me like every culture has their praises, you know, people that are Christian have these, they sing gospel, you know, and she's like, it's a way of, honoring it's a way of honoring who you are within whatever modality you choose i was just reading a wonderful uh reminiscence by someone we both know her name is ann gentry she and just told me this was bad for me <laughs> <laughs> well ann is a, a health food person she created a place here in los angeles real food daily and she was talking about how she used to bring food to you and and you know where you would stay and stuff like that and just what a wonderful person so many people just talk about how much you moved them how your outlook on life and how you transform negativity into something wonderful so wh where does that come from if you can talk about that a little bit abuse and so are were you are you from are you aware wanting, sorry, wanting something wanting something different are you aware of your planning life planning process of i am now and so why so why so why would you allow yourself to be part of that is that just to tell the audience well how does that help created, you? okay so she said it created great music by the way you know great songs were, were created after what she went through with ike right Right. And I, I, my, I, don't, I know he was, I just don't know the whole extent. Or the whatever. details, yeah. Well, then, the essence of conflict is. Uh, and she showed me, but then she showed, she also showed me my company, which is called One Beautiful Chaos. Chaos is a curator for change. And you don't know if something's good or bad if you don't feel both. And so she knew she didn't want to be a victim. And she knew that she didn't want anyone to go through what she went through. So she vowed to make a change by being, by being present. Um, and she says she had a huge, thank you. She had a huge responsibility by, with her music to engage in that. And that, that idea of out of, you know, the essence of drama is conflict, but the, that idea that one might choose a lifetime that has conflict 
knowing that it's going to help other people or heal other people. She said she was given, you know, the choices that she made was to, how am I really going to help the masses? And that was for being on a stage, but it wasn't because everything was hunky dory or fantastic. It was because she's been through trauma and people could relate because that's what makes an artist, she says. What's love got to do with it? Indeed. Well, um, any messages you would like to say to your, uh, you know, I don't want to call it fans, but there are people who just adore you, love you. It was a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. It's all beautiful from where I'm at right now. Very good. And so she's like, you don't know how beautiful your life is because the trauma parts of it, although they feel enormous at the time of you going through it, all of the good and the love outweighs all of that and the peace. That, that's what you feel when you get over on the other side. And you realize how the trauma was just red lights that made you wait and stopped you a little bit. But Throughout life, you have green lights throughout life, almost most of your life. I was going to mention because Anne was in Tennessee. She was in Nutbush, the little town that you're from, that she was just driving through it. And she was just amazed at from where you were raised and born, the mm. difficulty of your journey and to get where you, you know, that journey. So let me ask you, did you plan it with in advance with the help of others, with your teachers, your guides, your friends, your classmates? Who contributed? She's like, you already know the answer. She's like, you could, she goes, there's a whole team of specialists up there to make sure that I was at the right places at the right times or the wrong times, depending upon how you look at it. <laughs> was it was at the wrong place when I met Ike. Was I at the right, or was I at the right place? I was at the right place. Very true. I'm seeing here that you met the Dalai Lama back in 2005. What was that like for you? Life-changing. And please, to tell us how. The suffering that I got out of my own way of knowing the suffering was was on a level far greater than my own. And why have a pity party about myself when I can be helping others with their intense suffering around the world, kids that don't have clothes or that are abused. I always cared about that deeply, but not, but I still worry, you know, okay, show me again. I always worried about myself until I met the Dalai Lama. Hmm. Then, uh, I worried, then I worried about the planet. I saw that your friend Mick Jagger had some comments, and I'd met Mick at some point in my life. But I'd just like to know anything you might want to say to Mick, not that he's going to be watching our podcast, but perhaps. To not be afraid. Of? Dying, death or dying. And she's like, he should have been dead years ago. <laughs> <laughs> doing something right. 
That's that's very good. Tina, yeah. I'm going to ask you a silly question. So when you're when you're where you're at, and I refer, refer to our mutual friend Luana Anders, what does she look like to you? How do you see her? She's this bright light, like you said. It's she's in front of a class. That's how she was brought in. Um, but we both have similar energies, and so it was like. I don't know. She showed me mirrors. So Luana is a, a reflection of her and she's a reflection of Luana as a soul group. Cause wow. they changed, they changed each other's lives when they were here. And just a little bit about James Brown, because of course we, I, people don't know that we've talked to James. We asked him some questions. I asked him some pointed questions about how he used to find members of his band if they were not you know, in tune or on beat. And he seemed a little defensive about me asking him those kind of pointed questions. But, you know, it's none of my business what he, you know, he was a fantastic artist. But anything anything you want to mention about seeing these artists that you haven't seen in a while? It was like getting the band back together. She felt like she was the orchestrator or the or uh, conductor. And she's just like coming into seeing everyone she goes i got a glimpse of how loved how much i love them and how much they love me and, and then she showed me the mirror again with luana and how everybody was a reflection of their energies and so she goes i knew when i saw everybody or that's not the right word when i felt everyone that I made a difference on earth. I made a difference this lifetime. I did my job, she says. So, but if you can just help us to understand that a little bit. So let's say you 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 come and encounter someone like, let's say Jimi Hendrix, I don't know, and, and you sort of get that download. Within the download, is that where you're <laughs> getting it? Go ahead, sorry. Like his was a little sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. But do you but do you get a download about that? Is that is that kind of what happens? You you sort of get all that information at once. Oh, that's so interesting. It's like when someone touches you, you give permission to get the information. So she just showed me holding on to somebody, and I know they don't have the physical form, but being able to, however they do it over there, touch each other, we're able to get it, and it's not like. You can, she's showing like literally reaching out from, you know, the TV and being able to touch someone. That's what it feels like. I don't know. Wow. Um, yeah. No, that's a beautiful image. Everything gets really small. It's not like there's no, no different. There's no difference. The TV isn't different from who you are within it, kind of thing. So, and uh, if I can go, just go back to, I'm sorry to pepper you with so many questions. I know you just stopped in the class to say hi. But going back to your conversation with uh, JFK, it, it, it just in terms of that connection, is it because you had met him in your life or you were a fan or how did that come about? He helped someone dear to her, it feels like. And I don't know if that was Martin Luther King. I'm not sure. It feels like someone dear to her. That's what I, I was getting someone like Martin Luther King if it's not him himself. Hold on. Um, just in terms of, I mean, people are going to ask, 
So, uh, because it's hard for them to get their minds around it. But this idea that, did you know Ike in a previous lifetime? Or was it just this lifetime that you agreed to play these roles? Oh, each other? Like, I killed him several times. There <laughs> was no... It was it was a revenge this time around from him getting me back, which I it was all it did was boost me up and help me because it made it to where I was able to connect with people. Right. Wow. wow. And what was that like to sort of realize that or had you realized that through your meditation? I realized that I let that go years ago, 20 years ago. Very good. She was, it was unfortunate that no one else did. <laughs> so have you uh i mean it's only been a little bit of time like a day for us and i know for you it feels longer but what does that feel like to you she said it's it isn't any different than a year on earth the amount of time she sat over there that's what it feels like really so like one day feels to you almost like a year's gone by already. Ten years, yeah. Have you already done your life review or what if we want to call it that? It's continuous. Very good. And so if people but come it's, up. You're showing me it's like being Sherlock Holmes and trying to figure it like, oh, that's why you did that. Or, oh, wow, that's why I was able to do that. Oh, wow, you were my teacher here. You were, you know, you found me and. Just she says it's a continuous investigation about wow. past, present, future of who you are. Wow, and, to examine all that and then to be continually examining it yeah. to learn more. Um, and we're, so, still, we're still learning about this, or that's why they're still learning from us, like we're learning from them. Well, it's fascinating. And and it's, who are you surprised to see? Is there anybody you were surprised to see so far? I feel like it's his, her first love. Hmm. Back when you were a teenager? or I actually feel like she loved someone that was either a female at one point. <laughs> like, that's what I'm feeling. You don't have to name names. Because, you know, then we have to look over a lot of visuals of people that like somebody that could, you know, that was actually gay, but yet maybe they connected, but was a was a uh, but didn't know it at the time, knew it, but didn't know it or didn't come out or whatever. Or didn't come out. And so you've you've run into them on the uh, so they're are they I still on the planet or are they no, like he's over, he's over there and I have the okay. chill. It feels like what is Ricky? Is it Ricky? Ricky. No, little Ricky. Uh, little. little little Richard. Little Richard. Yes, little Richard. Oh, my gosh. So you're calling little Richard little Ricky. Okay. Jennifer tapped her nose. Oh, my gosh. What a fantastic thought. And so you were surprised to see little Richard when you got to the flip side. Is that correct? And what it was all about. Yes. Yes. And, and wow, what a journey he had. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked to little Rick. Can he come stop well, it? They both high-fived each other. Can he stop by to say hi? Um, they're there. He's there. So, Richard, I mean, you were really the king of rock and roll. You were the guy who invented it. It's so funny because Prince just went, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, Prince, you too. You might have been the prince of rock and roll, but this was the king. And, Richard, you you used to be a busboy in a, 
uh, Greyhound bus station in Macon, Georgia. And I've been there. I went to that place. And just the thought that you were in there and then out of there came, uh, you know, Tutti Frutti, all the songs that you did. He toured with the Beatles. Yes, Tutti Frutti should have been the first clue. That should have been the first clue. It was the first clue. A lot of people didn't get it. But ultimately, you also played with Billy Preston. And uh, all these guys were just huge fans. And you toured with the Beatles when they were in Germany. And they looked up to you. And that's how they found Billy Preston, who came back and did the Get Back you know, sessions. And suddenly they were a band again. They looked up to him so much. Richard, do you have anything you want to say? It's so sweet because between Prince and Little Richard, they just keep saying, we got her. We got her. We got her. We got Tina. (laughs) We're jealous. We're jealous down here. So sweet. I can't, it's more than just, we got her. We just, it's the love, the incandescent love that just is, I don't know. Beyond measure. She says I'm a lucky lady, but I've always done that. So are you saying that you knew little Richard in a previous lifetime or just that you were surprised to see him when you got over there? She says I was, I'm, I'm still getting surprises about everything. (laughs) Um, Little Richard is full of surprises, but we had, a, I don't know, I feel like they had a history and I'm just not sure how or what or when. Well, yeah, I mean, look, um, you know, she was the queen of rock and roll. Oh, and he was... oh, oh, oh. What? Hold on. She said she couldn't stop hugging Billie Holiday. Oh, my God. She said that Billie, uh, it's almost as if between... Aretha, Billy, and um, Tina. Tina loved Billy. Loved her. Beautiful. Billy, is there anything you want to say to our people tuning in to hear us talk to you? She just said, welcome home, Tina. <laughs> welcome home. People, wow. are, people are so... Um, it's so interesting because I've at this point given thousands and thousands of readings, as you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's so fascinating to me because I see the ones that have this, like, this experience where they're so, they are always trying to figure out where their home is. And she just showed me, like, people just need to know that you don't take your homes with you. Your home is in your heart. It's God source, Buddha source, whatever you want to call it, that's, that's, that's your tribe. You'll find peace so much easier if you just know that no matter where you are, that's your home. So how would you conduct yourself? If would you do things bad around your home? No. Would you? Would you? Or would you make it a beautiful place by um, just being an incandescent light, like she? She never thought of herself like that, but that's what she was for others. Right? Beautiful. Um, she just keeps staying. There's such a love and such a, she's like, Billy and I went through a lot separately, but they went through a lot and they made it. They made, if it wasn't for Billy, so many other things that wouldn't have happened. 
you know it's interesting it's just the love that they the love that i feel from them with each other is something not from here wow that's yeah. really moving <laughs> even for a jaded old skeptic like me that's about as moving as it gets you no know, i'm i'm not saying like give me a second and i know billy was before her time i'm not saying that they no what you're saying is that they they reconnected it, it the, you know when you see billy holiday you know who that is and of course you can embrace her because she embodied the blues and she embodied that music and she embodied that reality of of you know growing up with racism and having to deal with that her whole career all of that trauma and then you know just the trauma of drugs and all that stuff and then to see that person there and to embrace her wow yeah and, you know to feel unconditional love for somebody so it's she really didn't, she didn't let go for a long time <laughs> yeah however the hugs are over there oh yes however the hugs are i guess it's a mind melt those are the hugs the chills that we get are their hugs beautifully said all yeah. right all right well let me thank everybody um there was more go ahead <laughs> um hold on Luana just wants everyone to know. She says, loving who you are is almost the whole battle of come of being of coming into yourself, of being of coming into yourself. So give me a second. We've heard this. If you don't love yourself, you can't fully love someone else. Right? And she says, when you love yourself, your home has been established. Mm. And you can have the choice of having visitors, or you can have the choice of having refugees, or you have you can have the choice of whatever it is that you want. But you can't you can't have a home if you don't love yourself because that's where it is. It's by loving yourself completely. And, and now said, we know what love's got to do with it. <laughs> and of course, Robin Williams, love, 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 love. Yeah. All right. Well, let's thank everybody, Prince. I thank you for introducing uh, Tina. I was shocked when he brought her in. I'm like, what? that's really cool. What? I thought he wanted to come and and you know mention that us for like for being hanging out last week, but yeah, yeah that we didn't really I ask him questions. Good no idea that's so great i feel i feel very grateful for what i have felt from them and what i have seen and witnessed but that's something that everyone can see and witness that's something it's not you just have to believe you can you have to believe that you can feel um and tina said she had lots of help in communicating because she was just there but and thank you, Tina, for allowing us to chat with you in this unusual way. And thank you, Luana, for giving us this venue to have these conversations, which are so deep and so profound and so beyond measure. Um, sacred. Sacred. So, and thank you, Jennifer, for being available to uh, do our podcast. And 
Robin, <laughs> you do have the last word. Love, love. Thank you, Tina. We will every time we listen to your voice, we will. I will think of this moment. And thank you, Billy Holiday, for stopping by, as well as everybody else in our podcast. Anyways, we'll catch you all on the flip side, and who knows? Maybe we'll talk some more next week. <laughs> Very good. Bye. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.